Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Rather than trying to teach them about the kosher laws and you know the, all this, he's like, you know what? There's, they're not going to want to do that anyway. So let me just ask them if they'll just give me a, just let me eat fruit and vegetables and bread. I mean that's easy, you know, preparation involved or anything. Just, you know, just give me raw foods like that. So that's where the idea of the Daniel fast came from, but it's not really a fast in the strictest sense. In today's message, Pastor Robert will share with you about the Daniel diet and why it can often be confused for fasting. Fasting is generally defined as abstaining from food for a set period of time. The Daniel diet is a diet described in the Bible as being only food that was grown to eat and only water to drink. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Exodus 34, 28, he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. I hope you hear that I'm emphasizing this was unique and special. Please don't try it at home. But the best definition for fasting that I can give you based on what we do see in Scripture is that fasting is going without food for a period of time for spiritual purposes. And as I said a moment ago, short-term fasting definitely has some proven physical benefits, but biblical fasting is focused on the spiritual benefits. And, and that's what we're talking about today. The fasting we see advocated by Jesus was abstinence from food, doing without food for a period of time. Now, sometimes people will talk about what they call a Daniel fast. That's not really a fast. If you want to be you know, specific about it, if we really want to look at, at what the Bible teaches, what is referred to as a Daniel, what Daniel did was not a fast. What Daniel did was something a little different. I want to look at it with you real quickly and, and show you that. In the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible tells us, and, and, and you know what, back up just a second, Daniel and uh, it mentions a couple other guys, these young men were carried away captive by the Babylonians when Babylon conquered Jerusalem. So that's the backstory. They've been taken as slaves, taken captive. And, and so it says here in Daniel 1.5, the king appointed for them this little group that he had brought into the palace to serve in his palace, in his household. The king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. 
Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. Now, you know, a eunuch was someone who had been castrated, neutered, if you will, so that they could serve in the king's house. He wasn't a threat to anybody at that point, was the idea. And that tells us that when Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were taken captive and brought into the palace, that's what happened to them. They, they were rendered eunuchs to serve in the palace. And so it renamed them, right? To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar. Hananiah became Shadrach. Mishael became Meshach. Azariah became Abednego. Verse 8 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. That's the reason I say this wasn't a fast. It wasn't, it wasn't a fast in the sense that we're talking about. He just apparently decided that he, he wanted to keep kosher, is the way we would word it today. He didn't want to eat the you know, unclean foods. And some have suggested that he must have taken like a Nazarite vow because of the wine thing. He decided he wouldn't defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. You know, because it was normal for Hebrew men, Hebrews, period, Jewish people, to drink wine. That was, you know, that wouldn't have been a defilement, is what I'm saying. Didn't have to be super special wine or anything. But this Nazarite vow that was common... Um, separating oneself. I can't remember the, the reason they called it what they did, but the idea of separating oneself in a, in a very special way like this would involve fasting from wine. You give up, you know, specifically the fruit of the vine. So grapes, raisins, grape juice, wine, all those things. So what, what's going on here is, is Daniel realized he's taken this vow to the Lord or he's in a situation there in Babylon where they're going to start feeding him foods that were considered unclean under the law of Moses. And so he's like, okay, how do I deal with this? And God gave him wisdom. Verse 9 says, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord the King who has appointed you food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who were your age? Then you would endanger my head before the King. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days. Let them give us vegetables. And the idea there was let us give us food that's been planted, been sown. So He's asking for a plant-based diet and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you in the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, and as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in the flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So you see why I say this wasn't, wasn't exactly a fast in the sense that we're talking about here. The, the idea was, was simply he didn't, he didn't want to break his vow. He didn't want to defile himself by eating you know, food that was considered unclean under the law of Moses. So 
rather than trying to teach them about the kosher laws and you know all this, he's like, you know what? There's, they're not going to want to do that anyway. So let me just ask them if they'll just give me a, just let me eat fruit and vegetables and bread. I mean, that's easy. No preparation involved or anything. Just, you know, just give me raw foods like that. So that's where the idea of the Daniel fast came from. But it's not really a fast in the strictest sense. It does bring to us the idea, though, that, you know, well, could it be appropriate to simply abstain from certain foods? Is, it, is that appropriate, even though the Daniel fast thing's technically not a fast? I mean, do I have to give up all food, or is does, it's like, does it still count, you know, if I only give up certain foods? So that brings us to the second question. How do I do this? How do I fast? Um, I find it interesting. The Apostle Paul addressed fasting from sexual intimacy. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, he, he wrote about that. He said, do not deprive one another. He's writing to married couples. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because you're lack." of self-control. So, so here we see something interesting. We see the Bible, we see the Apostle Paul advocating fasting from sexual intimacy between a hus- husband and wife in the context, and here now he links it, the Bible links fasting with prayer. You see what I'm saying? So he puts it together, fasting and prayer. And, and so thinking about how we fast, we fast by, by abstaining from food, and I would say, yes, maybe certain foods. You know, if, you're, um, if your health is bad, you've talked to your doctor, and he's like, you can't not eat, but here's what you could do. Many times the doctor will give you some alternatives that you can fast, you can do what the Bible is advocating without compromising, you know, your physical health by, you know, just like being, being really foolish. Um, Several years ago, I felt real clearly that the Lord was leading me to do a short-term fast and that the way I should do it was to give up everything I like to eat. I'm serious. It was like just, if, if you enjoy eating it, give it up. Don't, don't do it. So for me, see, that, that meant breakfast was going to be oatmeal because I hate oatmeal. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.